Russia-Ukraine war top Russian and Turkish diplomats to meet after Moscow abandoned grain deal. Jesus Jimenez Constant Mihut Neil Macfarquhar Jesus Jimenez Neil Macfarquhar About six weeks ago, Russia abandoned a deal that mitigated a global food crisis by enabling Ukrainian grain exports to get past Moscow's warships in the Black Sea. Since then, Russian forces have repeatedly struck the port of Odessa, as well as other facilities connected to Ukraine's grain industry, and warned civilian shippers that they could be considered to be aiding Ukraine in the war. Moscow is now pitching a plan that it casts as an alternative to the deal, one that appears aimed at helping its own exports. The foreign ministers of Russia and Turkey are set to discuss the proposal on Thursday in Moscow. Turkey, along with the United Nations brokered the deal, known as the Black Sea Grain Initiative, in July 2022. President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, who has been trying to balance relations with Russia and the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, of which it is a member, has condemned Russia's invasion of Ukraine but has maintained ties to Moscow and did not join NATO allies in imposing sanctions on Russia. Meeting in Moscow, Foreign Minister Sergei V. Lavrov of Russia and Foreign Minister Hakan Fidan of Turkey will discuss the grain proposal alongside issues including possible political and diplomatic settlement of the Ukraine war and Turkey's relations with Ukraine, Russia's foreign ministry said. President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine has made clear that he would reject any peace settlement that does not include the full withdrawal of the Russian military from all of Ukraine's territory. President Vladimir V. Putin of Russia has shown no signs of wanting to make concessions. The prices of some grains have increased since Russia pulled out of the Black Sea deal, and the UN has warned of food shortages if the accord is not restored. Both Ukraine and Russia are among the world's most important grain exporters. In its proposal, Russia says it envisions sending 1 million tons of grain to Turkey at a price subsidized by Qatar that would then be transported to countries that need it, Russia's foreign ministry said in a statement Wednesday. The statement did not address whether the arrangement would include the export of Ukrainian products, and further details of the plan have not been made public. A U.S. intelligence report, written in June and released on Wednesday by the House Intelligence Committee, warned that the disruption of the world's grain supply prompted by Russia's invasion of Ukraine meant that poorer countries were likely to struggle to provide food to their populations through at least the end of the year. The State of the War On the Front Lines With Russian troops advancing in the northeast and Ukraine pressing its offensive in the south, both sides are hoping to force the other to make hard choices about where to send reinforcements, why Prigazin's funeral. The burial of the Wagner mercenary group boss in Russia was shrouded in misinformation, preventing a public display of support the Kremlin did not want to see. A perilous journey The growing dangers faced by merchant ships carrying grain from Ukraine's Danube River ports have prompted some to question how long they can keep making the trip. HTTPS slash slash WWW New York Times com slash 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 business slash Ukraine shipping grain journey HTML action equals Celic candy piggy type equals legacy collection and state equals default and module equals style and Russia Ukraine and variant equals show on region equa. Ukrainian officials are reviewing the commissions that grant medical exemptions to potential military recruits, President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine has said, a move that comes after accusations that some enlistment officers accepted bribes in exchange for allowing people to evade conscription. 
Mr. Zelensky said in his nightly address late Wednesday that since Russia invaded Ukraine last year, at least thousands of people had used falsified health documents to avoid conscription and flee abroad. Under, martial law declared, after the invasion, men aged 18 to 60 are barred from leaving the country unless they are deemed unfit for combat. There are examples of regions where the number of people removed from the military register due to the MMC's decision has increased tenfold since February last year, Mr. Zelensky said, using an abbreviation for military medical commissions. It is absolutely clear what these decisions are. Corrupt decisions. The Ukrainian authorities are trying to crack down on draft evasion, which has hampered the country's ability to recruit new soldiers after 18 months of brutal fighting have depleted its troops. This month, the government dismissed the heads of all regional military recruitment centers in Ukraine after accusations that enlistment officers had been enriching themselves through draft evasion schemes. Mr. Zelensky said on Wednesday that bribes ranged from $3,000 to $15,000, although he did not clarify who had apparently received such payoffs. He added that the list of those who went abroad due to obviously dubious decisions of military medical commissions would be investigated. Many people serving in Ukraine's military are volunteers or professional soldiers. But Ukraine, along with Russia, has lost a staggering number of troops since the beginning of the war and has been forced to reach ever deeper into society to keep its ranks filled. Yet efforts to dodge military service have persisted. Ukraine has long been dogged by corruption issues. After the war began, and as Western nations were concerned that wartime aid could be siphoned off for personal gain, the Ukrainian authorities increased their efforts to remove officials accused of corruption from their positions. https colon slash slash www.newyorktimes.com slash 2023 slash 01 slash 24 slash world slash Europe slash Ukraine dash corruption dash firing dash Western dash aid html. Mr. Zelensky said in an interview that aired on Sunday on Ukrainian television that he would ask legislators to equate corruption with treason while martial law is in effect. Russia rejected on Wednesday any international participation into the probe of the plane crash last week that killed the mercenary warlord Yevgeny V. Prigozhin along with nine others, including several of his top Wagner aides, saying that Russia's investigation was underway and noting that some theories of the crash involved foul play. Mr. Prigozhin died when the private jet that he used frequently, an Emperor Legacy 600, plummeted to the earth and erupted into a fireball moments after takeoff from an airfield north of Moscow on August 23. The executive jet was built in Brazil, and that country's transportation safety agency had said it would join Russia's investigation if it were invited and if the inquiry operated under international rules, Reuters reported. But Dmitry S. Peskov, the spokesman for President Vladimir V. Putin, rebuffed the idea of outside participation on Wednesday, saying the crash was a completely different situation. Since there are no conclusions from the investigation, I cannot formulate it for you exactly, but it is obvious that there are different versions, among which the version, you know what it is about, let's say, a deliberate atrocity and so on, Mr. Peskov told reporters. Let's wait for the results of our Russian investigation, he added. The comments prompted a certain amount of mockery on social media, given that U.S. and Western officials have suggested that the Kremlin could have been involved in the crash, in retribution for the armed Wagner rebellion Mr. Prigozhin led in June against Russia's military leadership.
Mr. Peskov has called accusations that President Putin ordered Mr. Prigozhin killed an absolute lie. Six military officers died when two military helicopters crashed on Tuesday near Kramatorsk, in the Donetsk region of eastern Ukraine, a Ukrainian news outlet reported on Wednesday. The report, by Ukrainska Pravda, did not specify the nature of the crash or whether the helicopters had collided. But it said the episode was under criminal investigation, noting the possibility of a violation of flight rules. Russia has held the Donetsk region since May, although Ukraine has recently made small gains in the area, including around Bakhmut. Russia bombarded about a dozen villages in the region on Tuesday, officials said, killing five civilians and wounding four. Pavlo Kirilenko, the head of the Donetsk Regional Military Administration, posted several pictures on Telegram on Tuesday that showed homes that had been destroyed and the ceiling of a house pierced by what looked to be the skeleton of a cluster rocket, a weapon that opens in midair to dispense bomblets over a large area. A district court in St. Petersburg, Russia, sentenced Olga B. Smirnova, a peace activist and an outspoken critic of the country's invasion of Ukraine, to six years in a penal colony on Wednesday for spreading so-called false information about the country's armed forces on social media. Ms. Smirnova, a 55-year-old architect, was arrested in May 2022 after posting information on Vcontact, the Russian equivalent of Facebook, that described the death of Ukraine's civilians and the shelling of its cities after Russia invaded. The prosecutors who won her conviction cited her extremely negative attitude toward the political regime of the Russian Federation. The prosecution's case was based on seven of her posts to a group she belonged to, called Democratic Petersburg Peaceful Resistance. In one, on March 6, 2022, she wrote that Russian aggressors had committed war crimes. Comparable in scale only to the atrocities of the German Nazis during World War II. In court, the prosecution labeled the information as fake, not least because it was not included in official accounts from Russia's ministries of defense or foreign affairs, local news reports noted. The evidence against her also included books written in Ukrainian found when her apartment was searched, the prosecutors said. The defense had argued that Russia's constitution guaranteed freedom of speech. In remarks before her sentencing, Ms. Smirnova denied spreading any fake news, but said opposition to the Russian government was something of a family tradition. Ms. Smirnova will be credited with 16 months already served for her time in pretrial detention. In addition to the prison sentence, she was banned from administering any online sites for three years. According to the organization Ovidinfo, a Russian rights groups, the state had brought criminal charges against more than 600 defendants for anti-war activity and initiated more than 7,100 administrative cases in the period between the start of the war on February 24, 2022, and the end of June of this year. Asked by the exiled news website Mediazona to write about her experiences in court and in prison, Ms. Smirnova, in a letter, published, on Wednesday, offered this advice, now it is better to turn to the dissidents of the Soviet period for advice until their generation has left this mortal world. They will better explain how to practically realize their inalienable rights when they remained only on paper.